This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan. Let's go. Let's get a getting. We're happy to be back with you folks at this time. I had mentioned we have Pastor Shelton's book on demon possession now back from the printer. And it's uh, $3.50. And it's uh, about 100 pages. Well bound. Nice, nice print. And uh, I believe it'll be a blessing. Be a good gift to give to someone if you'd like to do that. And... Uh, it's uh, 350 Demon Possession by Pastor L.R. Shelton. Now, I just wanted to take a minute or two out. Many of you may be hearing for the first time. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here of Radio Missions, First Baptist Church of Algiers, where Pastor L.R. Shelton was the pastor and the founder there in New Orleans for many, many, many years until he passed on. And then we were there until Katrina, and we moved now to Walker, Louisiana, which is where I was born and raised out here in the country. A little small town. We are, we are open for business, so to speak. We're having services in the chapel now. Folks are coming. And then the bookstore is alive and well. And uh, we have a catalog we'd like to send you for our catalog. We sell nothing but the old uh, Puritan books, the King James Version of the Bible. Many, many of the old writers, uh, Whitfields, Bonars, A.W. Pink, John Bunyan, all, all of those. And Max Shane and uh, Spurgeon, we sell all of those. So we have a great selection of those things. If you would, if you like, we'll send you a catalog, and then we mail stuff all over the country. And then we're here at 9559 Florida Boulevard in Walker, Louisiana. Five days a week, we open 8, eight till 4, and then on Saturdays, we open 10 to 3. And so if, you, if you'd like, let me give you the phone number. It's area code 225-664-8658. We want to get back to our study now. We're coming down to the close of our study on uh, divine healing, true and false, and I made you this offer that if you'd like to have all of this in print, we'd be glad to do that. It'd take us a little while to get it together, but uh, you write me and let me know. We're looking at the the gospel. We don't want to get get away from that, do we? Bring you that study on the gospel. We thought in our saw in our last study the only way for a sinner to ever get saved is by the substitutionary death. Of our blessed Lord. That means that Christ died on the cross. Took our place. Took my place. Took yours if you know the Lord. Now. As we said. It means nothing to an individual. Who's never seen himself sinful. So I asked you. Have you ever seen your sinful condition? I know that substitution. Is scoffed at. You don't hear it in the average church today. You don't hear it. And. uh, But that's the only way God saves a sinner. Now Satan's business. Is to confuse that issue. That is uh, what, he's, what he's done in so many ways now. His main way of confusing the issue of salvation is by adding uh, to the gospel. Uh, let's look at it like this. That's the thing we've been trying to make clear uh, in all of, all of these messages that Satan has clouded the issue of salvation by trying to make you believe that divine healing or that healing is in the atonement and that it's, it's, it is a, a gospel and ought to be preached on equality uh, with the salvation of a soul. Now, that's what Satan does. man wrote me and uh, intimated that I had caused divine healing of, uh, of Satan. No, I didn't say that. I said the preaching that we're hearing today, the watering down of the gospel, so-called, is, uh, uh, is of Satan. That sure it is. Now, that's what we've, we've been trying to do is to clear up that issue. I believe that we've cleared it up. 
And I know if you'd like to see and hear more about it, you write me. And I'll send you this pastor's book on that. It's Pastor Shelton's book on uh, divine healing, true and false. And the old trailblazer has taken it and gleaned from it and tore it all apart and picked out every, every truth out of it we can find and, and, uh, and, 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 and added to that and brought it to you. And I believe we cleared it. And I know thousands whose minds have been cleared up on this issue. I can just imagine. When Satan can cloud the issue by adding to the gospel, whatever that is, whatever it is, that individual will emphasize the thing that is added to the gospel and will fight you like a tiger to prove he's right. I have folks get so upset with me. They, 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 you can just tell by their emails and their letters that they'd like to, like a bulldog jumping on a, on a, on a, on a, on a turkey. Oh, but listen, my friend, listen. Listen, they twist the scriptures and put the major emphasis on the thing that they add. Now, did you know that? Satan will do it every time. He can't help it. Now, let me give you several illustrations of what I'm talking about. Would you just listen? Would you perk up your ears there, Dad? Sit up in your uh, recliner and take note there. This might be the last message you ever heard. I, I Once in a while, I have a comes across my heart to say, listen, this might be the last message that you ever hear. May be the last message that I ever bring. Did you know that you are three heartbeats away from eternity? You are. If your heart skips three beats, you'll be in eternity. I, I know, my friend. I've conducted funerals all over this country. And I know folks die and go out into eternity without warning. Now, let's look. Let's take first divine healing, the subject we've been talking about for all of these past studies now for the last month or two. The Bible teaches divine healing. I believe in divine healing. We practice divine healing by praying for the sick. And we've had folks healed in answer to prayer, many, many of them, but we've never clouded the issue by adding divine healing to the gospel. That's the, that's the, 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 the sticking point with many of our folks. Divine healing is not a gospel. It's not in the gospel. The individual who adds divine healing to the gospel puts the emphasis on divine healing. I tell you that because uh, for all of the years when I was growing up, young coming up, back there when a lot of those, uh, what I call them, divine healing uh, processions, they come through our little town here, this area, with a long 18-wheeler with a trailer and a big sign on the back of it, on the side of it, divine healing, deliverance meeting and all of that, and they would put up a tent and folks would come from miles around and they, they would preach divine healing. They didn't preach the gospel. They preached healing. And then you can go on the radio or on the television almost on any given day, and you'll hear folks preaching healing. They want preaching the gospel. No. But listen, listen. The individual who adds divine healing to the gospel puts the emphasis on divine healing and points the sinner to divine healing. And when he does, the sinner, instead of coming to Christ, will come to divine healing. That's all he'll want to talk about. You meet him in the store. He wants to talk about his healing. You meet him on the, on the street. He wants to talk about his healing. You meet him at the workshop. He wants to talk about his healing. But listen, my friend, he'll do it every time. Why? Because that's Satan's trick. And he may have his body healed a dozen times and stand and give testimony to the fact that God has healed him and then go to hell because he never got saved. Now, my friend, that's a terrible statement to make, isn't it? that an individual be blinded by Satan to believe that he's been healed. Oh, my friend, listen. How many have we seen gone down? How many televangelists have we seen 
uh, being indicted for fraud and all of those things. How many have you heard of? And I could name you four or five without even hesitation. And there's a couple of them that I know personally. And I know how they live. And I know what they've done. And I know the, the life that they live. But my friend, on the surface, out there on the television, with a big uh, big entourage and a big everything uh, hair combed and just, just exactly like it ought to be. And a handkerchief in their pocket to match the socks and the socks to match the shoes and all of those things. And they're romping and stomping, my friend. Listen, it's a, it's a show. It's a charade. It's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. I know that it's attractive. I know that it attracts a crowd. I know those things. And I've been there when I was young. Praise the Lord. I didn't get caught up in that stuff. But listen. Oh, listen. Listen, my friend. No sinner ever gets to Christ under such preaching because the emphasis is put on divine healing and not on blood redemption. That's all that the old trailblazer is attempting to do is to point you to Christ, not to divine healing, not to faith healing, not to those things, my friend. But listen, listen, uh, as a result of all this, Satan will give you a vision, a dream, an experience, and you'll never get to Christ. My friend, salvation is coming to know Christ. He it is he. If you just took your Bible and studied it carefully and prayerfully and get away from all of the things that folks have added, the Bible, it's, it's Christ personified in salvation. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. You don't have to take my word, but you listen to those who advocated as a part of the gospel. Then you talk to those who claim to be saved under that type of preaching. They're not talking about the Lord. They're not talking about the Lord. They're talking about divine healing. They're talking about being healed. They're talking about this. They'll be talking about that. Kind of. Oh, listen. They'll turn earth, sea, upside down to prove their point. Now, I know in a study back, a couple of studies back, I made mention to this fact. Maybe you didn't hear it. That's the reason I want to mention it again. I've seen those preachers on television. I've seen them in person. I've seen many of them, several of them, uh, wearing a hearing aid. I've seen them wearing glasses. I've seen them seeming look like they had false teeth. I wasn't sure. I wouldn't ask them. But my friend, if the Lord can heal a paralyzed leg, can he heal your eyes? Can he heal your teeth? Can he heal your ears? My friend, you listen. Let's just be common sense. Have you ever, do you know what it is, just common sense? Oh, my friend, my, my dad was a common sense type of man. And he taught us kids common sense, just pure old common sense, not book learning. Sure, we went to school, but we were taught common sense. And I tell you, it's common sense to believe that if you can be healed of cancer of the colon, then you could be healed that your eyes wouldn't need no glasses, that your ears wouldn't need a hearing aid, that your teeth wouldn't need to be false teeth. My friend, let's talk about reality. Let's look at reality, my friend. Oh, but listen, my friend, listen, they twist the scripture every way they can, and I'm clearing that way out. I'm clearing out the error, attempting to. That's because the Lord has called me to preach the gospel, not preach divine healing. I don't preach divine healing. I know the Lord can heal. I know that. I know the Bible teaches. I know those things. But my friend, listen, now let's take another example. Here's an individual who advocates and preaches that you've got to be baptized to be saved. 
Now, that's a common thing. We looked at it just a moment, and we'll go into it in our next study. They preach baptismal regeneration. They put the emphasis not on blood redemption, not on blood redemption in Christ, but on baptism. Now, is that what you have? Is that what you have? I have folks getting mad with me because I tell them you don't have to be baptized to be saved. Now, it's, it's gracious ordinance. It's a gracious thing to be baptized. The Lord, uh, the, the, the Lord, even himself was baptized of John the Baptist. And uh, when he came up out of the water, the Father in heaven said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He came up out of the baptism of water. But there's nowhere in God's word that you have to be baptized to be saved. It's not, it's not uh, essential to salvation. And I know uh, folks won't have it. I know that. You may not have it. You may chomp at your bit and spit your am beer. But, but I ask you this one simple thing. What, was, a, was a thief on the cross saved? The Bible says the Lord told him, uh, this day you'll be in paradise with me. Well, I don't think he was baptized, was he? I don't think he was baptized. No, no. Did you ever think of all the Old Testament saints that were, 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 uh, were saved? Don't you, don't you think that Moses and Elijah and Elisha were saved and all those others? I don't see no place where they were baptized. Do you? But listen, we won't get hung up on that. We'll we'll look at it in our next study, though. But this is the old trailblazer. Remember, my offer to you will send you this studies on divine healing, true and false. If you'll write me and let me know that you want to have, you're interested in it, we'll be glad to do that. And then ask you to pray for the old trailblazer. Would you do that? Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye.